Sell me your car today. This is Clay Edwards, and I want to buy your car, truck, or SUV today. Are you tired of dealing with all the marketplace maniacs and the Craigslist crazies? I hear nightmare stories every day about counterfeit checks for vehicles here in central Mississippi. Did you know if you get ripped off with a counterfeit check, your insurance company will not cover you? Let me make you a fair market value offer for your vehicle today. Contact me today at claybuyscars.com. That's claybuyscars.com. All right, Jackson, Mississippi, you've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. We are live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. It's our Wild Wednesday show with our favorite uh, fonder, I mean, Bellhaven white liberal, Sean Yorkron here in the studio with me. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. How's it going? Man, it's good. It's good. Nice, cold morning. You know, first one in a long time since March, they said. It is. I preheated the car. It was cold yesterday morning, too. Yeah. I preheated the vehicle this morning. <laughs> Got out there, cut it on. I know they, they say, don't leave your car running, bro. You're in Brandon. You're okay. You can do that. In my, in my neighborhood, you probably, I don't I don't do that. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't just leave it running. Yeah, if I was in Jackson. Like, here you guys go. <laughs> here it is. If I was in Jackson, I would just have to uh, defrost with it. Yeah, but you kind of you kinda got no choice. It is what it is. Also, you know, the when it's dark. It's bad for the vehicle. To sit there idling, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I do a lot of things that are bad for me. That's the thing in Jackson. You know, the one of the other higher crime times are when you wake up in the morning. Like early, you hear people getting robbed around five, six in the morning. It's always get you know it's dark now this time of year, and so you're walking outside and it gets kind of nerve wracking a bit. So I don't idle the car. Well, that's because they notice when people who actually have jobs are getting up and going to work, and it's still dark outside. Yeah, kill two birds with one stone, knock it out. You know, rob somebody that's got a job. And it's still dark outside. Hit a lick and just take off, then go home and go to bed. Yeah, and also you blend into traffic a little bit in the mornings, too. Yeah. Then you're not the only car out on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. All right. Uh-huh. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Phone line, 601-879-0002. Sean, let's start with this. I posted a video yesterday somebody sent me. And I wasn't, I didn't actually get to really confirm the information. I just kind of rolled what I got because I trusted the source. And I ended up being 95% right, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kingfish has actually got the details here. The video is on, it is available on all my social media platforms from TikTok to Instagram to Facebook. Talk about try that in a small town. Well, some thug tried that in a small town. And I try that in a small towner or two said, not today, Satan, not today, George Soros, not today, Joe Biden, not today, Obama, not today, Chakwe Antar Lumumba, not in my Clinton. Here's the story. A vehicle with well, you know, the best of the, the best of the story I got. And I'm actually going to talk to one of the guys involved in it uh, oh. today at some point. Oh. So, so a vehicle rear-ended another vehicle in Clinton yesterday. It's technically two days ago. A man got out of one of the vehicles and pulled out a gun on the woman who was driving the other vehicle. There were kids in her vehicle. Two good Samaritans jumped in and subdued the man before anyone got hurt. Clinton PD arrived, took control of the situa- situation. They whooped his ass. I'm just going to say it. Sorry, kids. I, I can't sugarcoat some things. They they whooped it. They opened up a can of Stone Cold, 
whoop butt on uh, on this man. And it says uh, Clinton police arrested Lou Willie, Jamal, Don- Look, y'all are just making names up now. L-U-E Willie, Lou Willie, Jamal Donaldson. And charged him with resisting arrest, disorderly conduct, two counts of simple assault, two counts of simple assault by physical menace. He is 35 years old. When nobody backs baby in a corner. Lou Willie, Jamal, he, what did he do, guys? What did, what did Lou Willie, Jamal do? He effed around, he found out. Is that he's charged with simple assault, two counts of simple assault? Is that what it says there? Yeah. Yeah, simple assault, two counts of simple assault, and two counts of simple assault by physical menace. Seems like an attempted carjacking. Well, you know, I think the way I'm reading this and after seeing the video, I think maybe she bumped into the back of him. Okay. I'm just reading the little blurb here where it says he got out with a gun. So maybe it wasn't. So you're saying like she, okay, I got you now. Yeah, no, I maybe Like a road rage thing maybe? Maybe so, but the way the way it was pur- purported towards me was he ruined her then got out with a gun, but... And I'm not saying that won't happen in Clinton, but there's a lot of other places you can try that at. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Now the son of this woman reached out to me. I, he saw my Instagram post, yeah, and said, "Hey, I'd like to tell you the whole story." And I replied back, "Yeah, let's make it happen." Well, the time by the time he replied back, I was in bed. Okay, so we so, don't know if it was an attempted carjacking. You want to know if the guy's yeah? Trying so to get I'll get out. the details from him today, mm-hmm. and maybe he'll even come on the show tomorrow. But uh, or someday, in, and we can talk about it. Get the details. But <clears throat> this was this was glorious. So I just want to give a shout out this morning. I say all of that to say this: shout out to Clinton PD. Shout out to Clinton PD. Now, what's funny is you can tell us some little young black kids filming it because the whole time they're hollering "Black Lives Matter," but they're they're being sarcastic about it. I've seen some people talking about them in my comments mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. You can tell they're being sarcastic. They know this dude. Effed around. Okay. <laughs> you, know, right, yeah. you know, like the kids filming. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, they're yeah, just kidding. They knew, uh, they knew what had happened. They're, okay. they're being facetious. I got you. And because, um, I mean, you could hear the sarcasm in their, in their voice. Yeah, they're like, Black Lives Matter. That's <laughs> right. Messing with it, right. And the other one busted out laughing. <laughs> black Lives. Anyway, and these are black kids that filmed it. This is why. That's the context to that. That's what you mean. So, anyway, if y'all want to hear that, see that, holler at me. I'll shoot you the link. Or really, I prefer you just go find it. I put it everywhere. Don't be lazy. So good, that, good work. Somebody somewhere in Hines County is um ain't taking none of this nonsense. Yeah, hey, you know, I mean, don't I mean? I'd like to hear what the guy was trying to do, obviously. But I mean, it seems like he's pulling out a gun in any context, and it's not a good idea. So I mean, in a traffic in that kind of situation, I mean, and it wasn't know. even like a rear. I mean, neither car from the video I saw there appeared to be no damage mm-hmm. to the vehicle. It was a, it was just a little bump. And assuming that that he was the one who got bumped for mm-hmm. the sake of this conversation without knowing the full context, yeah, it's a great. It's obviously a, an overreaction to sure. a very small situation. And un, unlike your typical Democrat, the first thing he should have thought of was, or like your typical Democrat, the first thing he should have thought of was, just hit the lottery. Let me, let me call Richard. Let me call Schwartz. You know, one call. That's all. Laid out in the ground, you know, waiting for his check, having to leave in an ambulance. But, but, but no, he decides pointing a gun at this woman is the best case scenario. Now let's flip it and mm-hmm. say that 
he bumped her and then got out with a gun. Then obviously that feels more like a carjacking. That's what I'm and, saying. That's what I was confused about the situation. And initially. I think he would have been charged with that if that was the case. Yeah. So that must not have been it. So yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm kind of taking that mm-hmm. one off the table. But uh, so I think it must have been the other way around. And uh, what an idiot! I Situational mean, awareness wouldn't be the first guy though that got into a road rage incident, got bumped, and pulled out a gun, right? I mean, that seems to be that's happened all over the country. I mean, people, I'm gonna tell you what, COVID. We were, we were, humanity was just on a, was, was, was threading the needle between good and evil as it was. Mm-hmm. And COVID pushed everybody. I just remember when folks kind of started really getting back out on the roads. Uh, once mm-hmm. people had to start going back to work a little bit and, and stuff, dude, it was Mad Max and the Thunderdome more so than normal. Yeah. Around, especially around Jackson. I was living in Jackson. I, I can only say I can only discuss Jackson. What was it like on two twenty then? That's oh, the question. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody was, nobody paid attention to any traffic lights. I mean, a lot of the JPD. I'm just going to be honest, JPD guys. A lot of y'all were scared of COVID. Y'all weren't pulling people over because you didn't want the interactions. I saw that with my own eyes. It's just a. Uh, there was a lot going on. Let's take a call. Good morning. Good morning, Clay. It's Jason. Hey, Jason. What happens whenever somebody bumps into someone that is able to protect themselves and they get out of the car and start waving the gun and they get one back at them? You know, that's a good question. It's just like you're basically asking if, if I bump into somebody, the person in front gets out and pulls a gun on me. I shoot the guy because he pulled a gun on me because hey, at this point, once you pull it, you dang well better use it. It's him or me. I pick me. Well, I pick right. him. I pick my survival. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, I guess it depends on the context. Yeah, I think that, you know, you could you have a claim for self-defense at that point. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's your reasonable yeah, fear for your life. A guy's got a gun. He's coming at you, you know, that you've right, tapped exactly. in a normal. Because normally in a fender bender, nobody pulls out a gun. I mean, it happened. Right, happen, exactly. Thousands happen a day, right? Cooler heads prevail. Again, like we talked about before when they were bumping into cars and doing the carjacking or whatever, People hadn't been punched in the mouth enough as a kid because they have no fear of another person because they've always been on the offense. I think that, you know, some of these people need to be put on defense and and that their mindset will change. Agreed. Agreed 100%, brother. All right, guys. Great show. Hey, hey thanks. Jason, by the way, I know you asked me about – uh, giving you access to my show notes, I'm efforting that. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what the best way to do that is. And, okay, uh, and I, I've got. If we can get together some t- sometime this week, I got some questions about some things that I think would be uh, very beneficial for you. All right, hey, I'm free. Uh, you know, only working for Clay right now, so I got some downtime. <laughs> All right, Hi, All right. appreciate it, brother. Peace. Let's do this. Let's take a break real quick. Come back, hit the reset button, move to a different topic. Guys, we'd love to hear from y'all this morning. 601-879-0002. By the way, the phone line sponsorship, it is available. The studio sponsorship is available for the right business. You know, you got to be able to make a commitment, preferably a long-term commitment, six to 12 months. I may, uh, I may take some of the pressure off of you. If you do a 12-month, you know, might be able to really get that price right for you, save you a few bucks. But looking for some long-term, long-form partners here on the phone line and the studio line. Or the, the phone line and the studio sponsorship. So uh, keep us in mind. Look, you hear guns and gear every other every other word up here. You can hear your business name every other word up here. This is the Clay Edwards Show.
with Sean Yurkron. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at ClayBuysCars.com. That is myself. Guys, I'm interested in buying your vehicles, particularly newer, late model vehicles. We will, of course, buy older vehicles, but I'll just be 100% honest with you. Uh, sometimes you are better off selling, dealing with the marketplace maniacs and the Craigslist crazies on an older vehicle because you can just get more for it than, uh, than I can, than I can give you for it. Just at the end of the day, you know, if you, try, if you got a car that's worth $1,000, $2,000, you need to try to sell that car. You know, I'm just going to be honest with you. It beats me giving you a couple hundred bucks for it than me having to try to sell it for a thousand or two thousand dollars. You know, now we'll give you a couple hundred bucks for your old car. You know, if it's running, it's worth a couple hundred bucks, but it's worth a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand, three thousand to you to do it. So uh, just a heads up, but I will put you a number on it, like a legitimate number. So uh, holler at me. But anyway, the main thing is I need late model vehicles. I don't care how uh, how compact and inexpensive. Or how how large and expensive trucks, SUVs, coupes, four doors, the whole nine yards. Clay buys cars. Give me a shout. Go to my website. It's got my phone number there. Claybuyscars.com. Uh, you can shoot me a text or you can give me a call. Claybuyscars.com. No, no Facebook, fake checks, none of that stuff. Did you know that if you get scammed by one of these marketplace folks, or Craigslist folks with one of these bogus checks, your insurance company will not cover you. You will just be out a vehicle. Let that sink in. You getting scammed ain't covered by your insurance company. So be very, very mindful of that, whether you sell me your car or not. If somebody shows up and they have a certified check, you need to verify that check 100% uh, certified or not. And... Make sure you're not getting got. Frankly, I would make them meet me at the bank and get a check drawn out by the bank to me that can't be canceled. There's ways to do it. Anyway, if I was selling a vehicle and I wasn't getting cash money that I had a counterfeit check, counterfeit, uh, counterfeit money writer for, that's what I'd be doing. But I don't mean to get into a long ramble about that. If you're in the if you're in the market to sell me your vehicle, go to my website, claybuyscars.com, or just reach out to me if you know how to get in touch with me. And I'll get you a legitimate offer and write you a check, a real check, a local check today. Claybuyscars.com. Big announcement here. <clears throat> Coming up this Tuesday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., Sean York Karan and myself are going to be hosting an election night special here on WYAB. We'll be live on the air for three straight hours. And I'll be, well, presumably both of us will be right back here Wednesday morning to unpack the results. Uh, on the uh, morning show as well. But 7 to 10, this Tuesday night, Sean Yorkron, Clay Edwards, with a host of guests from Russ Latino to Fred Shanks to others. Will, uh, I think we got Nick Bain, Bill Billingsley. Bill Billingsley, so he didn't call in. Bill yep. Billingsley, se- several others. And uh, we'll, we'll try to get some more, some people on the left-hand side of things, too, you know, that may want to call in and chop it up. If there's any of y'all out there, you know, let us know. I've got, I've got one special guest decided that he wants to call in. <laughs> well, looking forward to Will. That'll be great. Yeah. Uh, so, should be fun. We'll have a good time. We'll, we'll co- cover all the races, you know, in particular, the governor's race. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in uh, the Brent Bailey and DeKeith or Stamps race yeah. for a public service commissioner. 
Is that what that is, Public Service Commission? Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in that race. I like Brent. Uh, I'm, I'm friends with DeKeither, and I think DeKeither's a great man, too. And um, I'm, I'm just, I've got a personal interest in that one because I want to see how it plays out because I like both those guys. I'm interested in all the supervisor races. I'm interested in the uh, Madison County races. So we're going to be covering all of this from every angle, not just the governor's race. But, man, we got a hotly, hotly contested governor's race, and I want to see how it all plays out. I think we could be in for a surprise. I'm not saying that's what I'm predicting. I mean, I'm, I think Tate's going to pull it out, but it may be way way close for comfort and i'm hearing more and more people after i said it yesterday not not saying i led the thought process on this but uh, some other people seem to think there could be a runoff too but i thought the third party candidate stepped back and put her got behind i think she did but her name's still on the ballot is it still on the ballot yeah i believe so i believe once i believe that's correct i I thought i read that like a week ago okay we need to look into that i remember seeing some kind of news special about that if we end up with a runoff it, it's on, son. Yeah, it's going to... You're going to see money pouring into this state you ain't never seen before. And then, of course, tonight, you know, they're going at it. Tonight yeah. on, on what, WAPT, right? That's uh, a, JTV. Is it JTV? Okay. Yeah. I guess we'll just... Uh, I guess we will transition here to the... We were going to... I wanted to talk about the Elon, George Soros stuff, but since we're talking about the governor stuff, we'll have this conversation. Let me read this text real quick. Yeah. You know, uh, we got a text in on the Gunzinger text line. It says it was too late for her to be taken off the ballot, although she did get out of the race. The question is, what was done on – sorry, let me just open this because you know how texts come in. Yeah. New, old, and then new on top, and then you open it, and it flips. So this is this is uh, from Shanks. It says uh, it was too late for her to take her name off the ballot, although she did get out of the race. The question is – what was done on was that done on purpose? If it was, I would say cheese move by Presley. Okay, and let's see here. Uh, Kim Wade t- texts in says, uh, "No runoff, top voter getter wins. There's no runoff in the general." I thought there. Yeah, I think there is a runoff if she if they don't nobody reaches fifty percent. Pretty sure I read that, and then it'd be November twenty eighth. Right. Yeah. It, there were there, if. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah, if nobody hits fifty percent, then it's going to be November twenty eighth, like the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, would be a runoff between Tate and Brandon. I guess, uh, maybe Kim's just saying it ain't going to be a runoff. Oh, okay, yeah, he may be saying right. You may yeah. put it that way. One of them just might pull it off for. Uh, yeah, that is an interesting concept. Uh, Fred puts forward that it's just a, just a thought process playing a what if game here. What if she? It, it was a play by Presley. Mm, to force runoff, and then she just yeah, like she she supports him. I mean, mm. I, you know, he probably didn't hatch this idea, but it presents itself, and you're like, well, you know what, that well, that could work. That could it could work. She, Give him a second chance. She could still. You know, being a black lady, one thing mm. I've learned: uh, a lot of black ladies are going to support other black women. That's why the Democrats have a Kamala problem mm-hmm. with Joe stepping aside, and then they have Kamala. What do you do with Kamala? Kind what of thing. You, yeah. yeah. What do you do with Kamala? Because I mean, I, I heard uh, I heard Larry Elder talking about this on. Benny Johnson's show the other day, mm-hmm. and he just called it out. It's a conversation you and I have obviously had a lot, and I, I don't want to go down this road. I'm just going to say this. He said the Democrat Party has a huge Kamala problem because they will if they move remove her and replace her with a white guy. Mm-hmm. You if you replace her with anybody not named Oprah or Michelle Obama, you've got a black woman problem, and you're going to create some voter apathy, and they're just not going to go to the polls. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see that analysis too. That I would, would also look back to 2020. Though, remember, Kamala Harris wasn't the most popular candidate, even among the, black folks. She was the least popular. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, she just wasn't. She didn't resonate. I think even with black folks, she didn't resonate as well. So, I mean, I don't know. I think the, what I'm trying to say is, I think the effect may be different. Like, let's say if she was Michelle Obama, and then you took Michelle off the ticket, and everybody'd be like, okay, yeah. now that now you got a black woman problem. But Kamala just has never seemed to spirit that kind of popularity, at least as far as I've noticed. We need to, uh, Kim says Louisiana does that, not Mississippi. We need to, uh, we need to look into this on the break. Can, can we have a runoff? You can look into it now. Because, I, again, I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think there's going to be a runoff. I, I know I said it yesterday, but that was thinking there was still a, uh, there was a third party candidate actually running a race, not just still on the ballot. You think Tate's going to take it outright? It's going to be close. I mean, were they say 50% plus one? Yeah, it, it, it could it could be that close. Yeah, and I think he's he he hit that threshold against Jim four years ago. Mm-hmm. He hit that. He was able. I think it was either fifty one or fifty two percent of the vote. I believe fifty one point nine. Fifty one. Okay, fifty one point nine. Saw yesterday. Yeah. So I mean, it was close there, and there wasn't a third party. Also, though, you got to notice Brandon's raised a lot more money than Jim did. He's been able to do that, and it seems like his turnout effort is, or at least he's focused on that a lot more than Jim was, from what I've been reading. So, I mean, there's going to be some differences there, and that race was that close. Also, I was thinking about this last night, Clay. Do you think Clay? I mean, do you think Tate is more popular in 2019 or 2023? Because COVID, obviously, he wasn't governor, and COVID hadn't happened yet. But now you've got all that stuff that did happen. Does that make him less popular than he already was in 2019 when he wasn't that popular then? Define popular. You mean well-known or liked? Liked. That's what I mean. I mean by liked. You know, it's a, that's an interesting question, again, because I think he's a guy that a lot of people, especially a lot of like your Tea Party type, your, your modern-day Tea Party, I guess you'd call American first, that crew don't like him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I fall in that camp. Uh, but... I know a lot of people on the coast love him. He's very strong on the coast. He and he's is. actually done well in North Mississippi, but uh, but Brandon is apparently very strong in North Mississippi. Yeah. So it, I think it comes down to what does Rankin County and Madison County do? I mean, uh, he lost Madison County to Hood last time, didn't he? He did. He did. So, I mean, I think that's an you know, just interesting point. Like, does Brandon actually have a better chance than Jim Hood, who was probably the best Democratic candidate in the last 20 years? Yeah. Jim Hood was most popular. Also, I found this here from Mississippi Today. It says, since independent candidate Gwendolyn Gray dropped out of the 2023 governor's race, it's it's too late to have her name removed from the ballot. The possibility exists that neither Reeves nor Presley will obtain a majority of the vote on November 7th, resulting in a runoff election three weeks later on November 28th. So there is a runoff. That's what I thought. Interesting. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, man. I think they changed that law uh, last year. We didn't have to have 50% plus one. It's just whoever just got the most, period. I got you. And and, Tate, and you know, you heard this thing about Mississippi Today posting uh, about Tate using a state airplane. Clay, I'm going to be honest with you. I heard one of your podcasts say that. I know for a fact a couple of years ago, Tate used a friend of mine's plane to, uh, plane to campaign. I don't think the state actually has a plane. I th- well, I, the state's got a plane. I mean, you sure they didn't sell it a couple years ago, three or four years ago? Because I think they did, because they had an old linear. Well, Tate can't use a state plan to campaign. No, I know that. But I'm yeah, saying, yeah. I don't think the state has a plan, period, anymore. I think it got sold. We'll, uh, we'll find out. I mean, uh, nobody's denying that he used a state plane to do this, to to go to New Orleans and back Mardi Gras balls or whatever it was. I mean, it's pretty. 
I haven't seen anybody in his camp deny that, which would tell me yeah. that the state has a plane. But if anybody thinks Brandon Presley's got a chance, that's uh, that's that's absurd, man. That would be like Chuck Wade being elected Mayor Floyd or Mayor Madison. It's, it's just not going to happen. I mean, Presley ain't got a snowball's chance in hell. Hey, I mean, look, as a as a conservative, I, I hope you're right. Um, he don't. No, I mean, I unless the state's really changing that much. And, Clay, I'll be honest with you, the demographics in Mississippi in the last 10 years has really changed. So when you have a demographic change, it very well could happen. Okay, well, not know, right not right now. Not right, they're not there yet, but they're getting there. Let's go back to Sean's. When I got you on the phone, let me ask you. Sean asked, do you think Tate's more popular four years ago or t- or today? Yeah, about the same. He hasn't really done much, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, I mean, I hate to say it, the last two governors hadn't done much. Phil didn't do hardly anything as far as economic development and everything. I mean, hey, everything that was ever done as far as economic development, especially in the Jackson area, Continental Tire, Nissan, Toyota, uh, a lot of your stuff on the coast, most of that stuff was done by Haley. The last two governors of the state of Mississippi had, frankly, have not been that good, if you want to know the truth. They haven't done much, but that way. All right, brother. For economic development. Have a good day. All right, you too. I had to look into that. Um, I know, well, I know Central Mississippi hadn't had a whole lot of, quote unquote, economic development, but it's, mm. it's, Jackson hasn't. You know, at some point, the, the, the cities have to carry their load, too. Yeah, I mean, I guess we've, we've talked about it a million times. The, the thing about, I guess, Tate's legacy on Jackson is the, the police and the water situation. So I guess, in terms of impacting the city, He's he's done that. He did those which will two create things. economic. Yeah, development. and that's what I mean. Like down the road, that's going to create. It's already creating people moving back to the city already because you of know, the safety. I, it was one year ago yesterday or one year ago today that they announced that that big project up there, that huge state welfare project. Where that corporate welfare project up in the uh, Golden Triangle? They're bringing that big company. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah, they're, they're giving yeah. them was it a billion dollars or something tax breaks or incentives or whatever mm-hmm. to come. Some crazy number for like three hundred jobs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, he's like, like I need to look into it too. I don't know exactly all the different things Tate has done for the last four years. Um, my, my focus obviously has been on what has he done in the city of Jackson. I guess I should vote for him for mayor of Jackson, really, because that's what that's what I that's the part that I'm you know impressed with. Let's take a break real quick. Come back, hit the reset button. Actually, we're not going to hit the reset button. Sean has a brought up a very. Very interesting scenario. We're, we're going to play a little what if Brandon Presley gets elected. And Sean's got a, a great idea or a great question uh, about Brandon Presley and appointees in the Senate. Oh, we, this, oh, I thought we were in the break. Yeah, we're about to be. So anyway, just wanted to tease y'all with that there. Come back, check it out. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment brought to you by our friends right there at Stonington Farms. Guys, be sure to get your grass-fed, grass-finished, 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef order in today. It'll be the, the uh, one-month, their trip up here will be coming before you know it. So get in order, get your full order that you want. It does sell out, so if you got a certain cut you want, you may be out of luck if you don't get your order in soon enough. 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, MRNA-free, antibiotic-free, steroid-free, Mississippi-raised beef. I ate some last night. 
great as always. Get your order in today. Healthy, healthy food, man. It's always good to know what you're putting in your body. Support Mississippi farmers and Mississippi agriculture at the same time. So check them out. Steiningtonfarm.com. That's Steinington with two N's. Farm.com. All right, Sean, you brought up a great point this morning. I'm going to let you ask this question or present your scenario. Sure. Yeah. I was thinking about this last night. You know, the, um, if I was looking from the Republican perspective, if I was Republican, the question that I would want to know is, okay, I'm thinking I'm undecided because I, let's say I'm a Republican that's undecided because I don't like Tate. Right. And I'm thinking about voting for Brandon because he's really conservative and he's pretty much, you know, most of his issues are probably aligned with me except for a few things. But anyway, so I'm considering giving him a vote. My question would be, what if someone, let's say, in the Senate were to you know, resign or pass away or something like that? Yeah. Who would he appoint to the Senate? Because what's called, I believe it was Phil appointed Cindy Hyde-Smith and then Haley appointed Roger Wicker. I mean, would Brandon appoint a Republican or would he report a Democrat? And I think that would be kind of a tough position that he would be in because he is a Democrat. So, like, naturally he's going to appoint a Democrat. But he knows if he does that, that would hurt him for a possible reelection. Yeah, especially if it happens in the first term. Yeah, the first term. Yeah, second term he'd probably pull it off. But in the first term, like, what do you do? Do you appoint a Republican at that point? I mean, I think you're kind of caught between a rock and the hard place. Yeah, and, and I told you what I think. What I think his best – I'm not saying he'll do this. I just think his best case, if he were to win, mm-hmm. his best option is to flip to the Republican Party. I agreed with that. I think that was a – yeah, that was a good point. So that way he's not having to be beholden to two masters. Yep. Because you know, just kind of trying to just play this imaginary conservative Democrat role, that don't really work. Well, it doesn't – I mean, I think it works now at this point, but what you were saying yeah. earlier today, I, like once he's there, he's elected governor, then it's hard to to walk that line, well, I think. Because then you got to – allegedly, you have a, a a red Senate and House. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get no business done outside of your appointees. Yeah. Your, your, your committee – not committee, but your uh, department heads and all that. I mean, what do, you, what, do you, what do you get done outside of executive order if you've got a super red – Again, y'all, for the sake of argument, I know Delbert's a Democrat, but just for the sake of arguing, just go along with this. You have a super red lawmakers. Yeah. And you're a blue Democrat pretending to be a Democrat, which I don't think he's pretending. I think he is a Democrat. This is me personally. Yeah. But I think what makes the most sense for him is to do like half the people down there have done, to switch over to the Republican Party and you know get enough mm-hmm. stuff in. And I think for getting stuff done, that would be his his best bet. So to answer your question... I think he should appoint a Republican, obviously. Does he? I don't know. He's got Benny Boom Boom Thompson out, out on the campaign That's trail. That's the other thing, right? There's going to be a, lo- a lot of promises have been made. Uh, exactly. You yep. know it. That's what I was saying, rock hard place. Like, yeah. what do you do? I that's, don't know what you do if you're him. You're that's, just... that's why I say that he is not a he is not a conservative Democrat if you're out politicking with Benny Boom Boom Thompson. Well, you got to you got to run that line though, don't you? You got you have to you have to court the African American vote if you're a Democrat. And but in Mississippi, you also have to get some Republicans to vote for you. So you're walking this kind of line where you're playing where you're going out with Benny and then you're running the old white man commercial, you know, with all the old former Republicans that were like, "We love Brandon and we wouldn't vote for Tate." What if he so, appoints Benny to Senate? I I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he, actually I don't think any Democrat would do that because I mean, given Benny's like 71, 72, I think at his age, that one, just, just based on that alone, Man, you wouldn't talk, happen. You're you talking about Benny Feinstein? <laughs> Benny Feinstein. I mean, I'm just thinking if you're, if, you're, if you're a Democratic governor and you wanted to appoint a Democrat, you'd pick somebody younger 
then I mean Benny is almost at the end of his line. I told you. I mean, if he's going to appease the if he's going to appease the Democrat side, of course it's, it's the decade of the black woman. You know, just like Newsom just did, and others. It's Joe Biden tells us this position's going to go to a black woman. Yeah, <clears throat> we got to got to make sure everybody knows it's a diversity hire. Not, you could you could still give it to the black woman if that's what you were so insistent upon doing, without belittling the position by saying it's the only people I'm considering are black women. What? Here's a crazy scenario. What if people thought, here's a white man, here's a white woman, here's a black guy, here's a black woman, and you still pick the white, the black woman, and it makes it look like the best person won. Yeah, I mean, let's well, you know we're. And again, I, I'm leaving out other potential races there. I'm sorry, Mississippi's majority black and white. It is what it is. Well, I mean, you know, it is. We're just in a world of identity politics. Yeah. that's just kind of. I mean, that's where we are yeah. right now, this current time. So, but I agree with you. I mean, I think that like you, you just you don't want to say I'm the person has to be Asian and a man. You know, like I I, I don't agree with that either. But yeah, I think he would be. He he'd be stuck in that like said rock and hard place where again he'd have to if he was going to stay a Democrat. If he's going to stay a Democrat, then he's you know beholden to Benny, and then he's also still got to get Republican votes so for re-election. So, I mean, I don't know what you do at that point. You're in a really bad spot. What if he appointed, say, like this lady that switched over from Democrat to Independent in the House down there? Uh, the what if he appointed a black Independent? See, that's a great idea. I mean, I was thinking about her, too, when we were, just, when we were, talking, we were talking about her last night. I, mean, I don't want to play too many what-ifs here. I'm just yeah. kind of playing this game that's a good i mean that's a pretty good moderate choice because she i think she's got like i read last night she's got like a 56 percent rating from the american conservative union and most democrats average is 28 so she's kind of right there you know right in the middle and um i mean she wouldn't be a bad choice i am pulling this up here so we can, people can know what we're talking about here bear with me two seconds guys i'm going to my going to my twitter profile now i just retweet things to, to save them sometimes uh angela cockerman and, yeah, Angela, Rep. Angela Cockerman is a Jackson State grad. Is, and I'm quoting somebody's post here, post here. They said, Sis just switched her party uh, from Democrat to Republican. However, that is incorrect. It's independent and endorsed Tate Reeves. Mm-hmm. She originally wrote the bill for JSU to receive an independent water system that mysteriously she hasn't fought for in the last two years. So I guess this is the black girl that's in a Tate Reeves commercial. Yeah, I the, Angela, it. is it Corkerham? Cockerham, Cockerham. Okay, yeah, she's a she represents Southwest Mississippi, part of that district, mm-hmm. and um, she in 2019 switched from a Democrat to an Independent. Yeah. So and then she's now endorsed Tate Reeves. Now that would be an interesting play. What point? Some point her? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Like in Brandon, that kind of gives you a little bit of an out. You got someone who endorsed a Republican, a, a black female. Kind of. I mean, it's a, I mean, in terms of thinking about anybody statewide, when you're in Brandon's possible position. That's actually a really good choice, but this goes back to having to play to two masters. Yeah, it's tough. You're, now, I mean, she it's may tough. be she may be well qualified. I have no idea. I'm just saying, if you feel like that's the play you have to make to appease two different sets of people, you need to pick a side. And you know, talking about her, I, I had never heard of her until yesterday. I just never paid attention, and then so I started reading about her. She's kind of an impressive woman. I mean, I like somebody like that. That's like, hey, look, you know, sometimes I'm going to vote for my party, and sometimes I'm not because I don't agree with them. That's what she read some quotes from her. So, you know, I mean, that takes a – that's someone who's actually doing what they believe, it seems like to me. Well, one of her uh, one of her, her fellow legislatures says Cockerman caucuses with us, one of her – one of the smartest people in the legislature. So. so. And she keeps getting that district right there is Magnolia, which is predominantly African-American. Yeah. I would assume that she's – she she's unopposed this year, by the way. 
I mean, I assume she's well liked enough in her district, whether, even though she votes with Republicans, where they keep reelecting her. So, yeah. you know, she's been reelected, by the way, Clay. I'm sorry to cut you off since 2006. Yeah. So for a very long time. Well, yeah, well, that makes a great point. I'd like to meet this lady um, and just have a conversation with her. I'd like to have her on the show. Uh, I'll tell you somebody else that I think is really sharp, a little unrelated. I don't want to jump around too much, but I did mm-hmm. get the chance to meet Shonda Yates the other day when we were at the Capitol. Yeah, yeah. I, I like her, man. She, 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 she's a straightforward individual. At least in mm-hmm. what I can tell, she ain't she ain't scared. I mean, she ain't scared to stand up to the people she needs to stand up against, and uh, that is the Jackson Caucus. Yeah, I hear a lot of good things about her. I don't know. I just met her that day with you that first time. I know her husband though, who's a good guy, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, I've just heard nothing but good things about her. So yeah, and she's got an opponent, doesn't she? I believe. Yeah, a white guy. Yeah, Emil Wilson. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think that's right. And I, and, I, and I don't know anything about him. Me either. I mean, so just to be 100% clear, but I, this is just my opinion of her. I know she switched from Democrat to Independent, ruffled a lot of – she ruffled a lot of the right feathers. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean, I don't look at who people are friends with anymore because everybody's got fake friends. I look at who, who your enemies are. Yeah, right. That's a good point. I'm just thinking about things – That's how I judge your character. Who are your enemies? Didn't she – she spearheaded that whole blocking – basing your water bills off your property value. I remember that. Like she kind of spearheaded that. And I think she was a backer of HB 1020 as well. Because she lives so. in Jackson. So. Yeah, I, I, I would have to go back and, and, and confirm all that. But think, just shooting from the hip, it sounds right. I think that's, yeah, I think that's correct. All so. right, let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the first hour. This is The Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Cron. Don't forget, this Tuesday night, 7 to 10 p.m., Sean and I, with a host of characters, will be hosting a... Live three-hour election results show here on WYAB, 7 to 10 p.m. this Tuesday night, November 7th. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 FM, WYAB with Sean Yurkaran. Sean, why don't we, uh, we got just got about a minute or so left here. Why don't we just read a few texts? Okay from folks and kind of close out the hour. Uh, Roger sent in a good text earlier. He goes, I was in the Tupelo Pontotoc area yesterday and it's scary how heavy the Presley support is up there. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, uh, Nick Bain was on here last week and, and brought up the fact that there's people up in North, that Northeast corner of the state Corinth area. They got Trump 2024 flags hanging from their house and Presley signs in the yard. It's going to, I know we think a certain way down here in central Mississippi. It's very, it's very left and right. It's yeah. very, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of gray area down here, but I think it could get interesting. I think it's because, you know, both of them kind of are pushing a populist message, mm-hmm. Trump and Presley. That's where there is a similarity there, even though it's, you're talking about Democratic conservative, but there is, they're both have, they're running both, they're both running a populist style campaign. Yeah. Kim Wade brought up a great point yesterday in a text message that Trump runs populist. They call him a racist. Um, what's his name? Presley runs populist, and it's suddenly a good thing. You know, that's that's an interesting point. I thought about that before too, where the the use of the word populism is is been is been favorable to Presley. Whereas I wouldn't say with Trump, it's racism. It's more like nationalism. They turn populism and nationalism, which then becomes a bad word. Yeah, and also got some uh, little breaking news from Magnolia Tribune here. It looks like Reeves has been endorsed by President Trump. Oh, so eleventh hour. Yep. Did he do that last time? It was pretty close too, wasn't it? Yeah, and I and I haven't clicked on the article. I'm just looking at the tweet. Maybe they're referencing last time, but I don't see why they would do that. 
It says, a Reeves endorsed by Trump, Presley rakes in millions from out-of-state Democrats. Mississippi get a glimpse of the deep divide between the two gubernatorial candidates with an endorsement from Trump and millions poured in. There's an article on Magnolia Tribune you guys can go check out. And we will have Russ Latino with us, not in studio, but by phone, Tuesday night as part of our election coverage from 7 to 10. I know there's somebody calling in, guys. I don't have time to catch it before our break. we got a whole other hour to go with Sean Yerkeron here on the Clay Edwards Show. We're going to peel back some national stuff, too. Elon Musk had some very interesting comments about George Soros on the Joe Rogan Show yesterday. That next. Your daily dose of reality radio, the free-range human show of choice. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yerkeron here live on 103.9 FM WYAB. Guys, as always, we're streaming worldwide at WYAB.com. We are also available on podcasts. Man, please go hit subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, that's that little purple podcast app on your iPhones or iPad or iPads, click there, subscribe, and please give me a five-star review. It, it's, the one, it's the one podcasting platform where we can kind of manipulate the algorithm a little bit. And if uh, you get five-star reviews, they will recommend your podcast in their feed. So that would be greatly appreciated. The numbers have been growing and growing and growing. We're at around 12,000 downloads a week of the podcast. That's huge, by the way, for a local, excuse me, for a local podcast of a show that lives, that airs live on the radio to be first. So to have that many people that go back and listen later, that's huge. So I want to thank everybody for helping make that what it is. Again, we're looking for a few sponsors for this thing. We have the audience. If you got a message or a business, you want to get in front of an audience, a very active and engaged audience, nonetheless, Reach out to me, clay at wyab.com. We got price levels for just about every business out there, clay at wyab.com. Speaking of advertisers, this segment brought to you by our good friends over at A1 Gear and Auto. Been with me for nearly a year now. Happy with their results. I'm happy with their results, too. Uh, and by their results, I mean the work they do on my cars when I take them over there. They, uh, they get it diagnosed right the first time. They're not overpriced. And they're quick. Three things that are very important when getting your vehicle fixed. Diagnosed right, fixed quick, and affordable so you can afford to get it done. Is there anything else I'm missing there? Oh, they're great folks to work with, too. Justin will shoot the breeze with you for about as long as you want to. You almost almost just got to leave so he can actually get back to work. But he's that good of a guy. Really enjoy talking with him. So get over there. Check him out. A1 Gear and Auto. Whether it's a check engine light, brakes. Or your rear end needs replaced. They can do it all. But they specialize in your ring and pinion. That's why I mentioned rear end there. It's hunting season. Guys, make sure you got the right gears and all that stuff in your vehicle. Ring, pinion, all that. And you are not stuck without your four-wheel drive working. That's A1 Gear and Auto located right there on Highway 49 South in Florence. And guys, look, you Jeep folks, they always got a bunch of Jeeps out there. Clearly, they specialize in ring and pinions on Jeeps as well. And are well-known in the Jeep community. So if you got in a Jeep, put some big rims and tires on it, or whatever the case may be, messed it up going off-road, get it over to A1 Gear and Auto. All right, Sean, let's shift gears here. I want to hit a little bit of national stuff. I listened to the Joe Rogan show yesterday, mm-hmm. and he had Elon Musk on. Elon's a really interesting dude, to say the least. But they got into the topic of George Soros 
hating humanity. But they got into like why he now, of course, he is the largest donor to the, the Democrat Party. Our second largest donor behind that Sam Bankman Freed guy or Sam Bankman Freed's the second largest. They're the top two. Okay. But he got into why he has gotten involved in these local elections. And this, I think, is really interesting. And I think you'll find this interesting, too, as a former DA. Here we go. I mean, Soros actually, you know, it, he, he is, I believe, the top contributor to the Democratic Party. Um, the second one was uh, Sam Bankman Freed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and Soros, I don't know. I mean, he had a very difficult upbringing. Um, and uh, I, in my opinion, he fundamentally hates humanity. That's my opinion. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, he's doing things that erode the fabric of civilization. You know, uh, getting DAs elected who refuse to prosecute crime. That's part of the problem in San Francisco and L.A. and much other cities. So why would you do that? Was it humanity or is it just the United States as a whole? I mean, I mean he's, he's pushing things places? in other countries, too. He's not doing just the here. same thing? Yeah. Now, George at this point is pretty old. I mean, he's not, uh, you know... Basically, but senile at this point. But I mean, he, he, he and, and he's he, he's a, he's very smart, um, and he's very good at arbitrage. You know, famously, he uh, shorted the British pound. That's sort of how I, uh, I think he made his first uh, money was shorting the pound. Um, so he's he's good at spotting, uh, basically arbitrage, like spotting value for money that other people don't see. So uh, one of the things he noticed was that in it, it, that that the value for money in local races is much higher than it is in national races. So the lowest value for money is a presidential race. Then next lowest value for money is a Senate race, then a Congress, and then. But once you get to sort of city and state district attorneys, um, the value for money is extremely good. And uh, Soros realized that you don't actually need to change the laws; you just need to change how they're enforced. If nobody chooses to enforce the law or the laws are differentially enforced, it's like changing the laws. That is really, mm-hmm. really solid information there. I mean, he didn't reinvent the wheel with that, but he just he articulated it in a way that I think most people can wrap their heads around. Right. You know, yeah. you're not even trying to change the laws. You get people in that just want to enforce the current ones and the collapse of society unfolds. Well, you see, you've seen what these um, what the funded prosecutors in California have done. I mean, San Francisco is just being run amok. The biggest question, I, I, of course, I read this article about what Elon had said. And I know you don't want to say this because you have friends there, but I'm going to Jackson, Mississippi and Jody Owens. I, I know you're going there. I'm not going to go I'm, there. I'm going there. I know you are. I know you are. I mean, I'm just, you know, here's what a question I've got. And this is something actually Bill Maher had said a while back about this progressive prosecutor issue. Like, well, I don't know what about being a progressive is, is, the shoplifting progressive, like, or stealing is, pro- it's not. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, those aren't, that's not progression. That's not being progressive. Stealing is not progressive. So I, that's why, you know, that's where it's kind of weird where Soros is funding, he wants progressive prosecution where they're not enforcing the laws. But how is that progressive? I, 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 don't, I don't get I, that. I don't get it. Are you just saying that we just uh, free the land, free the people? Yeah, that's what I mean. I, like that doesn't seem like that's that's something like a liberal goal, like stealing. Like, why is that? A, that's like let somebody go for stealing. That doesn't have anything to do with being pro-choice or being for socialized medicine or those kinds of things. Like, I don't know where this fits into 
a progressive worldview, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Is, let me ask this. Just I, I didn't plan on this question, but it comes to mind. Is there a Republican version of this insanity? I don't know. I don't know. Can you think of one? I'm trying no, to think. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm I'll trying to parallel. I'll talk about I can't. Um, I mean, because it's not, that's what, that, I guess that's what I'm not articulating very well. It, it doesn't make any sense from either a liberal or conservative perspective. Like, pro, I don't know where this is coming theft. from. Yeah, well, pro-theft or abolish prisons, if you're that other one. Like, like, all this stuff doesn't make sense. It's not, it doesn't, it's not a, it's not a progressive worldview and it's not a, uh, it's not a conservative worldview. I don't know where it's coming from, is my point. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's not progressive to say, let's promote stealing. Well, like, that doesn't make any sense. It's being shepherded in. By by Democrats and progressives, they may it, not be real Democrats. They may be playing Democrat, whatever. Or at least they're not traditional. Yeah, traditional that's what I'm trying liberals. to say. Right, exactly. You know, it, but it's the Democrat Party has been hijacked. They both been hijacked. But at least the conservatives are still trying to pretend to be conservatives. I think, mm-hmm. to to an extent, pretending to be pro law enforcement and and sanity. Whether they really are, I don't know. I think chaos is good for everybody. Apparently, there's good business in chaos. Uh, where the Democrats. I just said we have we have been corrupted at the at the core of our of our movement here by this far left. Again, I'm with you. I, we're going to call it progressive because that's what they call themselves, right? Yeah, but I, I, I don't know re- regressive. That's that's what it means. Like it just doesn't seem like like that's a, a again. I don't think I'm articulating right, but it's the. It doesn't seem like that's a progressive worldview. Is like let's get more people to steal. Like I don't even I don't know where that even fits into anything. That just seems like chaos. You know, Eric, just, it doesn't seem. You know, Eric just texted in on the Guns of Your Text line said, "Call George Soros an anarchist." Yeah, maybe that's a good way to. You know, that's not a bad way to put it at all. Yeah. Actually, like anarchist. Yeah, yeah, that's just it. Just it's it's absolute insanity. And I think most people get that. I think you know if you were you and I were talking about Anna Kasparian the other day on PBD's podcast. Yeah, and she's a. She's a liberal, and she said the same thing. She's like, "This is not something that's a, a normal liberal, you know, platform. This is just insanity." And California is getting, you know, like the cities of California are getting ruined by it. No, no, I agree. And here's my thing on the anarchist thing. Okay, well, if we're gonna have an anarchy, anarchy rules, and people hear anarchy and they think, um, they think rioting and looting and all that. That's mm-hmm. not the type of anarchy we're referring to here. I'm just saying, if, if if anarchy or anarchism is going to rule the day, well, then I don't want to be punished for having to be an anarchist myself and no. defend from anarchy. Well, think about this too. <laughs> yeah, no, right? yeah. And, and that's the problem with this. Like, okay, you're telling me that the criminals who want to run, steal, you know, rape, pillage, kill, and do all that had to be done, had to be left alone so they can do it. But if any of us defend any of this stuff, if a security guard stops one of these guys from stealing $999 worth of stuff from a Walgreens in San Francisco, somehow or another, they become the criminal. Exactly. And this is the, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. At a basic level, whether you're conservative or you're liberal, we all agree government should do certain things. Yeah. One of those things is enforce the laws. You know, infrastructure is a government function. If it's not doing any of those things, why do we have it? I mean, you don't really need it anymore. Like, if it's not going to enforce, like, if I can't have, if I have a business and no one's going to stop somebody from coming in there stealing, that's a basic function of government. Yeah, why do we continue to pay taxes here? I mean, who cares about the whether you're pro-choice or you're anti-trans, whatever. The, it, those issues are not 
near as important as a basic issue like law enforcement. Yep. Like that is like, cause that's how you have a civilized society. If we just say, Hey, we're not going to enforce the criminal laws anymore. Then you know what? Well, fine. Why are we paying you guys? We yep. don't, we don't need, we don't need a mayor anymore. We don't need any of those things anymore because yep. we're not doing basic levels of governmental functions. Well, the left are convinced that law enforcement is all racist. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, yeah. Uh, anarchy is the absence of government or rule, which is extremely right. You know, you go to limited government to no government, that's extremely right. The left, which is uh, the way George Soros wants to do, is complete government control from the top to the bottom, cradle to the grave. Two different uh, thought processes. Uh, The reason why he's doing this is, you you say, isn't that the opposite of uh, progressivism? You know, stealing and all that? Well, of course it is. This is what they want, Cloward Piven. They want to, if you want to uh, build a new society, you must tear down the old and build from the ashes. That's what they're in the process of doing right now, is tearing down this system and this structure so they can build their own. In the the eyes of of Hitler and Stalin and and people like that, that's their dream utopia. On the other thing, uh, y'all were talking earlier about those purple people. Remember those purple people with Trump uh, signs and Presley signs. Remember, those people are like me even though I am voting for Tater, they remember what they did during the pandemic. And if you're not smart enough to know that uh, shutting down an economy will not stop a pandemic, you shouldn't be leading anybody. And so, But I'm, I'm still voting for the man because I can't vote for a baby-raping communist. So there you go. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. Let's take another call here. Yep. Hey, you're on there. Hello. Hey, you there? On, yeah, you're, you're live. So, Sean, you're for enforcing the law? I mean, I, I spent a decade doing that, Jerry. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Well, well, I don't know. You worked in Hines County. Um, so what about the border? Don't we have laws to, to not allow people to come in across the border? Yeah, we're not enforcing those correctly. I think that's pretty been well, you know, well, well documented. Actually, I made the remark the other day that uh, – the Democrats kind of caught the car on immigration with all this, you know, here recently. And what I mean by that, it's kind of like the uh, Republicans with the abortion issue where, you know, I don't think they ever really thought Roe v. Wade was going to get overturned, but then it did, and then it caused them, like, plural consequences. Actually, actually, let me correct your legal expertise. It was not overturned. It was returned to the state. Yeah, I mean, I understand. Just like you, our Constitution, but it was overturned. which, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll read you that part one of the days. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Know, but it, they, they said it was incorrectly ruled, but they just returned. They didn't outlaw anything or reverse it. They just said it should be a state issue. Right. right. But I'm going back to, okay, you say you're a progressive. You're for law enforcement, but mm. you're also for free health care. So we have, what, you guess at 8 million that we know of illegals, or you and Brandon going to put them on free Medicaid? No, that's Medicaid. not my plan, Jerry, like, is to start paying for illegal well, immigrants. It's, it's for, well, ask Brandon when you have a coffee with him with Benny. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm glad to know you're for law enforcement, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not enforcing the laws on the progressive side. Well, I was a police officer in the Marine Corps and a uh, prosecutor for 10 years. Yeah, I'm pretty pro-enforcing uh, the laws. Well, yeah, but uh, your people you support don't. Well, there's a da- there's a group of them. I mean, I can't argue with you there that believe in this. You know, like stealing's a good thing. I, I don't know where that comes from. I, I like I was just saying on here. I have no idea where Man. anybody decides. I mean, at a base level, is anybody considered to say stealing is good? Apparently, honestly, some people think it's good, but I don't think so. Honestly, progressives that you're calling yourselves now instead of uh, Democrats or whatever. I can give you a personal example of somebody in South Florida who was carjacked. 
by a 19-year-old that was 16 years old, was carjacking people, but they gave him one of the deferred things. And guess what Friday they're trying to do down in South Florida? Give that 19-year-old young man another deferred judgment to let him out. So, you know, that that's what a lot of progressives in South Florida are okay with the 19-year-old. After two felonies, he's a good young man. Well, I got so that story, to too, about the Florida his- teacher who got humbled in the class over a Nintendo Switch, and people and the teachers' union is mad that she won't take her foot off the gas and agree to a lighter sentence of the guy well, the, the, down in Florida. The young lady is having to show up at court because that is what they're trying to do, but that's where you got. And I mean, I know the little enclave of Bellhaven and Bondon are safe now that they actually have real police officers patrolling, but, you know, it's like Kim says, your first responder is you. But they're trying to take that right away as well. So, uh, but anyway, no, I'm, I'm look, I applaud you. Thanks for uh, uh, being pro 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 law. I, I I get my Darblemans here. They'll attack everything. All right, All right brother. Have a good one. I see you, man. Thanks. Bye. All right. I, w- I will say this: it, it did take a Republican governor to f- to fix the bad voting habit of Jacksonians and save Fonder and Bellhaven from Democrats. I mean, uh, we 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 can we can sugarcoat that any way any way we want to. At the end of the day, it took a, it took the Republicans saying the Democrats have screwed the city up so bad. The way y'all voted screwed the city up so bad. We're having to put basically a state law enforcement agency in here to save Jackson. I mean, the way the city's and, been run for the last yeah, yeah and, then I the mean, Demo- and the Democrats fought it tooth and nail, trying to prevent it at every corner. Not the real citizens. I'm referring to like the the. The people, in the political class, I guess, maybe. But, but That's the what people, they would. I mean, I don't think the city. Yeah, I think the citizens. But the, peop, for but it. the citizens of Jackson, vote, at the end of the day, voted for this. Vote not, not, by voting not, for Chuckway. By voting for well, not just Chuckway, but just the, the Harvey Johnson Jr. Chuckway. So on and so forth, but it, it clearly got accelerated with Chuck. That, that's what I'm saying. I think his was just a different level of incompetence. Where you know, if Harvard Johnson was mayor, JPD, well, I wouldn't say what it once was, but it was it ran well. There were some great detectives that worked there, and they all did their job. Now, crime was still rampant even 15 years ago, but now it's now it's obviously worse. All right, let's take a break. Come back. Phone lines are lit up. We got Sean York Karan here with us. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Guys, get out to Acme tonight. Open at 4 p.m. to midnight. 12 different specialty pizzas, including the Pig, Pig, Pig. Smoked fresh pork there on site goes on top of that Pig, Pig, Pig. Or heck, maybe you just want to try some pulled pork pizza. Barbecue style, they can do it all over there. They can custom build you anything you want. Again, they got all the specialty pizzas, the lasagnas, the pastas. The uh, Chip says the best meatballs in town. I had to try them out. That's a that's a high standard right there. It's a lot. That's a lot to say, but I believe him. Uh, also, great appetizers: the dynamite balls, nine different frozen daiquiris on tap, and available to go. Got just the right amount of alcohol that they're available to go, and delivery also. Go get you a big bag of daiquiris, and um, of course, well, you can make the pig, pig, pig. You can do the uh, will of flavor with three different specialty pizzas on one pie. Get out there, check them out. Fan and Mart on the res, directly in front of the bowling alley out there on the reservoir. You can't miss it. It's right there on the end of the shopping center at Fan and Mart. That's Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Let them know you heard it on the Cled, which uh, all right, Sean. Let's see here. We got a lot of 
text, to say the least. Um, let's hit the guns and get a text line here. Roger says, and I'm, some of these kind of bounce around a little bit, maybe it's slightly off topic, but he says, Sean, DHS started with $13 billion budget and now has a $183 billion budget. If you want to do free Medicaid for all, eliminate over half of the bogus, lazy DHS recipients so we can so we can afford it without raising taxes to pay for the free-for-all. What do you do? What do you do there? Everybody, people who don't work shouldn't get free unless they're disabled. People who choose to not work and don't pay in should not get health care. Yeah, I mean, if you're not willing to do anything, I mean, I'm not for... If you're talking about like people just sitting in the house and getting injected, yeah. no, I'm not for that. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what's happened with our welfare system now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs, but we I'm sure rewarded, that is to a certain extent, yeah. We've rewarded a lot of single mothers that just want to sit home and be moms of a certain demographic. What percentage of the population is? I have no idea. I'm just I asking you. I, I, apparently, it's enough that it's become business, and it, 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 it swings elections. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, the threat, just, 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 just the threat of, uh, of tightening any screws on welfare – Swings swings elections. Democrats got a death hold on, on on the black community over this. Yeah, I just have to look at like I want. I don't know what's the total amount of money we spend on that a year. I have no. I have absolutely no clue. Well, well I mean, if the budget is one hundred eighty, that's what he. What did he well, say? That, that, that's got to be uh, Mississippi's healthcare budget can't be one hundred eighty three billion. That's no, got to be department. That's, yeah, that's the government. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's see here. What did Jerry? There's nothing updated. Charlotte says, unless you are like the host Clay and many others and see right through it, I wish everyone, oh, let me show with a text above that. It says, why? To keep everyone distracted and divided. That is why you had asked about why they're making the, like the crime and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. why are they doing this? It's to keep everybody distracted and distracted, and from, distracted from, from them pillaging and stealing and uh, Nancy Pelosi becoming a billionaire off being a stock inside trader and all the uh, not really literally a billionaire yeah, right but i mean they're they've sold america out well i just think you know, these wars now we got to go fight for the jews and, you and everything reason. else yeah that's, i mean there's and a lot the of Ukraines wars and you know and all this stuff yeah I mean, people are tired of this oh, no, i just mean why do you why do you i mean why does why would anybody want to make it easier to steal like i guess i just don't understand i don't i don't compute with that well if they keep us busy down here at the ground level mm-hmm. bickering back and forth about racism and shoplifting they can continue to fight these proxy wars fund them i mean look i feel bad for everybody that's, that's had bad things happen to them to an extent but at some point like they, they i think they realize a lot of conservatives lost interest in the ukraine thing really quick mm-hmm. it was like eh, these are these aren't good people you know they're over there nightclubs still bumping and booming there's this ain't what it's made out to be and there was all the trump angle for years i get it i mean how about us but we were saying biden angle well you know what i'm saying the trump yeah. biden all that kind of stuff that there was already this yeah. stuff around it since it's, 2019 at least yeah it's money laundering going on over there and they're like okay well well, well every everybody will get on board with 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 protecting the Jewish folks with mm-hmm. Israel, everybody stands with Israel. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> oops. I mean, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I don't you know I don't want to get into it, but I'm just saying that uh, oops, a lot of people, a lot of lefties in particular, didn't didn't tear an ACL jumping up to stand with Israel. Yeah, it's been interesting. You know, it started out with this obviously because this horrible attack, and then everybody wanted to get behind Israel, and then of course there was. 
portions of the population, I think it was on the left, obviously, that where they were pro-Palestinian and with all that we talked about, the paratrooper symbol and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Now I've noticed, have you noticed this recently? There's like a shift in public opinion a bit because of the what the Israelis are doing in Gaza in terms of the humanitarian issues. And those. I've noticed that, that that narrative is being played out, and which, I mean, it's important. Obviously, nobody wants tons of civilians to get killed. I mean, that's horrible. Nobody ever wants to avoid that. But then I'm noticing other countries are starting to kind of line up like Turkey made a, the prime minister of Turkey, who I think is a dictator, but anyway, he was just reelected. Uh, Erdogan made a statement that was pro-Palestinian to a crowd last week. And, you know, of course, Iran is here. Hezbollah is having a decision of what they want to do in terms of, of fighting Israel. I read that recently this weekend. So, I mean, there's a lot of things stirring around, people taking sides. It's like shaping up to be a, a gigantic conflict in the whole region and even, you know, greater than that. Yeah, and here I am. I just don't care. I'm worried about a border. I don't care what they all do to each other over there. You just don't want us to be involved in it. Yeah. yeah. Look, man, survival of the sickest. Let them sort it out. Let's take a call. Yeah. Hey, you're on there. So, Mike Adams, I don't know if you're aware of who he is, reported yesterday. Health Ranger that, guy? Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, that there's a document out there that shows, I don't know if it's their Secretary of State. I'm not sure what Israel's position is anyway there's a document that came out that's showing that they were aware that the october 7th um attack was going to happen and they let it happen on purpose so that they could go in and do go into gaza yeah i didn't know know if you heard of that or not man i no i hadn't i was actually looking i saw something else a little kind of on topic what is that what is that system called or that financial system called bricks over yeah, there, bricks. That what, yeah. yeah. Did, I, did I see that they removed Israel from it? Did they? Well, to make it look like up, China removed Israel. Earlier. Yeah, well, they, they broke up bricks two years ago. Um, well, what's the new one they started then? Uh, I don't remember. I wasn't wasn't thinking that way. But well, it, it, I, it, I saw it like yesterday. I was kind of I'm scrolling through Gateway Pundit now, trying to find this real quick because uh, because it, it makes it because it pretty much confirms that Iran that China is going to be backing Iran. Yeah, I saw. I did. I did see where China's um, back in Iran, Russia's back in Iran. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's all a powder keg, man. It's gonna pop off any time, and uh, I just hope y'all got y'all iodine already because it's gonna get bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, brother, I gotta take my break. Great call as always. Uh, right. Yeah, look, man, this is why I don't like kind of stumbling into some some of these topics, man. This is a really above my my weight class. Mm-hmm. I know what I think. I know what Clay Edwards personally believes, but. I don't necessarily mean I have a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it. You just, just don't like foreign interventions. I don't like foreign interventions. Pretty much, right. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't think uh, Israel, that we shouldn't protect, Israel shouldn't have some protection, this, that, and the other. Also, at the end of the day, Sean, Israel, if they can't, if they can't flatten a bunch of goat herders themselves, they, they, they may not need to be a country. Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, they, they, the Israeli Defense Force is one of the most Bad, bad, badass armies in the in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Fighting forces in the world. They clearly got the money. They got the dome. They got all this stuff. Can it be? Maybe this is my ignorant redneck thinking. Can it be that hard to defeat Palestine? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the Middle East, all the Middle Eastern countries, Turkey is the only country with a larger military than Israel has. Yeah. So I mean, they've got a pretty substantial force there. I think the problem is why do we have to keep getting involved? Well, I think yeah, and I think you know. Why do we have to fund it? We don't want to, right, we want to fund it, or we definitely don't want boots on the ground, which could happen if Hezbollah and them open up another front. But the um, and I know why. 
I know why. The money. The money. <laughs> the money. I mean, right? We all agree on that. It's a rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah. The uh, well, the problem is they go. You know, they go into Gaza like they're starting little excursion into Gaza, and they end up like us in Iraq for the next twenty years. Yeah. Like that's kind of the fear for them right now at this stage is that they're going to be bogged down in a quagmire for the next two decades, like we were. At some point, somebody with nuclear weapons is going to quit playing this precision game, and they're just going to eliminate whoever their enemy is. In one fell swoop. God help us then, though. Right? I mean, at some point, that's going to happen. Because everybody ain't as a humanitarian as, um, I guess, we are. Yeah, I mean, right. We don't really want to. I don't really trust the Iranians with a nuke. No. Just like I don't trust the Russians with I mean, they've got tons of them, I think, more than us. But, I agree. I agree. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Come back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, I know you're asking yourselves right now. Clay what are the blue plate specials of the day at your great food and restaurant sponsors? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Let's start with burgers, blues, barbecue. If you're in downtown Brandon or Madison today and you got a hankering for some good food, well, let's start here. Their blue plate special of the day, Wednesday, smoked chicken and hamburger steak. Your sides are mashed potatoes, black-eyed peas, squash zucchini i love squash zucchini it's not something you can just go get anywhere and if somebody if somewhere is confident enough in theirs to put it on their blue plate i am uh i am down to try it hey guys also speaking of burgers blues and barbecue don't forget are you hosting a christmas party do you are you hosting an event need food trucks they've got two food trucks available for booking they can also cater any event from five to five thousand people for all of your holiday and office parties as well as they've got their huge patio there at the Brandon location that you can use for events and office parties. I'm going to have my uh, second annual Christmas party, Clay Edwards Show Christmas party there again this year. We had live entertainment, Chad Wesley, Jason Turner last year. It's a great place for that. It's heated. It's got uh, screens and all that. So regardless of the weather, the temperature will be just right in there. If it's warm, they got fans, so on and so forth. Uh, consider them for your events, for your private parties, for uh, catering at your off-site parties. Or whatever. They can do it all. Burgersblues.com. And don't forget their new location coming to Flowood right next in the same building as the new Chipotle. If that makes it easier for you to find right there in front of Dick's Sporting Goods is opening uh, sometime between November 6th and 13th. As soon as we know the exact date, we'll let you know the exact date. If you're in downtown Jackson today, Martin's is going to be your place for lunch. The plate lunch special of the day at Martin's is... It never fails. I always hit the wrong menu. It's the top one here. Is meatloaf. And, dude, I can confirm the meatloaf is amazing at Martin's. And, of course, they're open every day, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. with the best happy hour in town. They got their huge patio, huge flat screen, 80-inch flat screen TVs all over the place for all your football watching action on the Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays from college to NFL. They got it all. At Martin's Downtown. Check out martinsdowntownjxn.com for their live music listings because they are the premier live music venue in the state of Mississippi. Period. I, I owned live music venues, and I'm telling you, there is not a nicer, cooler live music venue in the entire state outside of some of those inside the casinos, like the Hard Rock and Beau Rivage mm-hmm. and stuff. This is it, especially in a bar, a locally owned, independently owned business. Number one live music venue in the state. All right. So that's what's for lunch today. Sean, we got a few minutes left. I, I appreciate everybody bearing with me through those live reads. But, hey, if we can't 
if we can't, uh, we have to support these businesses that support us. There is no Clay Edwards show. There is no Sean Yerkron on this on this show. There is none of this without you guys supporting these sponsors and without these sponsors supporting us. We don't take a penny. I think it's really important time of the year to remind y'all. WYAB does not take a penny of taxpayer-funded state marketing, none of that stuff. Cities, marketing, none of it. We, we don't advertise the fair. We don't take a penny from anybody. None of your taxpayer dollars fund this operation. Y'all fund it by supporting these sponsors. So I just think that's very important. That's when we're allowed to get up here and have these debates about Tate Reeves and Brandon Presley and hold Chakwe Lumumba and others accountable like we do because we're not beholden to them giving us state contracts or city contracts. And I just think that y'all need to be mindful of that. So thank y'all. Let's take a call. Hey, sorry for my rant there. You're on there. Sir, to the world, to the public, this is not about Hamas. Uh, all this stuff is planned. What people don't know is uh, Israel have a pipeline going through Ashland, which they refuse to pay Iran for the oil. When people in America get in their head, especially white people, these wars about all the round earth members. It's about nothing else. They refuse to pay them people, and the rich people sit back with their deep state hidden hand approach, and they just continue to just kill people at will. When is the, the good people of America going to stand up and say enough is enough? I mean, this is not a, it's like Ukraine. It's not about uh, Ukraine. It's about the oil and the rare earth minerals and the wheat. Whoever controls the food and the, and the resources from energy, it's just like what they did in um, uh, uh, the pipeline over there when he said, yeah, we bombed it. Then turn around and said, we didn't bomb it. It's all about China and the European Union and uh, Russia. They all are partners in this oil deal. But you got uh, the Europeans don't want to pay those people. They want to continue to rob, steal, and kill. And it's not going to work. I mean, it's going to get to the point where people are going to say nukes is a necessary. We're going to have to have this. These people don't get it. They're, they're just too murderous, too treasonous. They can't live on the planet with other people. Something got to be done about it. And if you're a majority of the people on Earth and you're a tiny minority on Earth, people going to say, hey, it's more of them than us. Why don't we just go and get rid of these people? They don't, they can't, they can't do the right thing on Earth. And either the aliens going to have to come and, and, and change this or it's going it's nuclear war going to have to be a necessary evil All that's right. what these people are thinking All right Matt Massey Massey I'm going to drop it there I'm going to drop thank you for calling in I I I I don't know exactly what he was saying but I, I let me say this to his point that makes that makes two of us let me let me say this to his point and look, I appreciate I appreciate somebody you know, he can get a little in left field but I, he's very deep mm. you know so I, I I can appreciate I have respect for 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 Master D um, at some point, as to as to what I was saying, somebody's going to say screw it, and they're going to nuke. They're going to nuke their problem away. It's inevitable. I mean, I think that's what we're all completely afraid of, right? Yeah, is, I mean, is, is that from that happening? Who's you know who, who's willing to do it? That's that's the scary part. I mean, it's just like you know what, guys, we've had enough. We're done. I mean, could you imagine if um, if Hamas? Were able to get a dirty bomb? Yeah, I don't think they'd hesitate to use it on Israel at all. I mean, or probably anybody else, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, hell, I mean, they, they could really just blow it up on themselves 
and it would blow Israel up too. They yeah. wouldn't have to get it over. They wouldn't have to get it across the border. Mm-hmm. They do it too. I mean, mm-hmm. they're willing to die for the cause. I so. hope there's a lot of virgins. That's going to be a lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of dead folks. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, I mean, I think yeah, that's a that's a concern though. I mean, I think there is you know there's a legitimate concern to that happening. Um, or they get seventy two virgins each. Is that what it is? God, something like that, you know. I mean, I say mean, like sort of like a ten thousand of them die one time. That's what seven seventy two virgins 72 or twenty five strippers. I think it's a deal you make or something. You know, I mean, that's that's a lot of excess virgins. On, you know, I hope the, <laughs> they're stocked up. The coolers stocked. <laughs> Is that inappropriate? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about terrorists here. It's okay. Yeah, right? I mean, that's yeah. It's not. we're talking about terrorists. They're like we can all agree terrorists are bad people, right? Terrorists are bad people still. That reminds me when Obama said one time, he said, can we all agree that Nazis are bad? You know, yeah. like everybody agrees with that. Like, they're bad. We can well, all, we yeah, I mean, them. the German Nazis were bad. Right, right. yeah, this, that's what he was this, talking about that. This, liberal, yeah. this liberalized, bastardized, I'm not talking about, you Trump's know what I Nazi. mean. Yeah, no, I know. The I know German Nazis were bad. I mean, yeah. that's why they're the bad guys, like, in every video game. Or but that's like the watch. setup. It's like, okay, can we agree that all Nazis are bad? All right, now, Trump supporters <laughs> are Nazis. No, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. Well, the terrorists, I'll, I'll be specific, in the Middle East are bad. They're really bad. All right, real quick. Well, I'm going to give a call of 30 seconds. Let's take a break, come back, land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in. As we get ready to land the plane for the day, as always, I appreciate everybody uh, being a part of it. Hey, guys, if you're a... A free plug here for an event today. Uh, it's the monthly Grip and Grin event out there at Mama Hamels, hosted by my uh, Bruce Bartley and crew. If and it should be a slobber knocker out there today. It's the last one before before the election Tuesday. Typically, all your uh, officials who are running for office, all your candidates, are there. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Tate Reeves and Brandon Presley are both there. Wouldn't be surprised at all. That uh, should be an interesting, and of course, we don't forget, we got local races too. But anyway, long story short, I think it starts around 1130, 12 o'clock. If you're not going to be eating lunch at one of our great sponsors, swing by there, take in Grip and Grin. It is an experience, and it is uh, it's politicking, son. What do they call it? Stomping? Stomping. It's stomping, man. It's a, it, it's a unique deal. Retail it's, at its best. It's kind of got a little Neshoba County fair vibe to it as far as like the politics day, the speech day. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the vibe there. And uh, if you haven't been to it, go check it out. It gets it, it fills up quick in that back room back there. I think they had over 300 people last time when Chris McDaniels and uh, Delbert showed up. And normally there's only about 100 people show up to that thing or so. So really? I expect a big turnout today. Anyway, just something interesting to do. I may swing by there and uh, let you all know if I do. But uh, anyway, goodbye. Check it out. It's always fun to see everybody kind of do the thing. Sean, anything else? Well, the only thing for people to think about is if Tate Reeves loses, what what's he going to do for a living after that? I always wonder that. What's his what's Tate's next job? We should we should put that question out there. That, I tell you, we we won't answer it right now. Yeah. Let's uh we'll marinate on that till Friday mm-hmm. when I have Sean back in here. Uh, be thinking about that if, if Tate loses, and, and let's not go with the obvious stuff. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah, you know, don't don't say lawyer or lobbyist. You know, I don't even know if Tate has a law degree, but I don't think he does. No, I think he's like an MBA. I think he's got an MBA. Yeah, well, I'm just curious. What, what does Tate do if he if he uh, if he loses? It'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, does he go in like to his dark corner depression or what happens to him? Run, run for Senate? Could Tate win? Could Tate win another statewide election? I don't. I mean, you never say never. I guess he could, I mean, but I mean, I don't know. Would he be so embarrassed to have lost to a Democrat? Could he run for governor again? Yeah, 
Yeah, you can run for governor again. All right, y'all think on that. We'll see you back here tomorrow, same time, same place.